Welcome to VDARE Radio. I'm your host, Virginia Dare. Another day, another mass shooting, another tug of war over the narrative about who is to blame. It's become an almost weekly spectacle for Americans. Coulter's Law states the longer we go without being told the race of the shooter, the less likely it is to be white men. In this case, within an hour of news of a shooting at YouTube headquarters, we were told it was a white woman who was responsible. There was also a strange tale about a boyfriend being involved, possibly because initial reports said the woman was wearing a hijab. One wonders whether these reports were meant to deliberately dissuade people from assuming the shooter was motivated by Islam. As the brilliant Twitter commentator Jay Burton put it, when officials saw the shooter was a hijabed foreigner, they assumed Muslim terror and immediately put out a cover story. Once they realized there was no Muslim terror to cover for, they dropped the story. It appears there was a quasi-political angle to this shooting, as the woman was outraged by her YouTubed content being demonetized. One can only imagine the mainstream rage if it had been a patriot who had committed the shooting in the name of standing up against censorship. No doubt every conservative and right-wing account which still exists on just about any platform would already be banned. However, given the gender and ethnic identity of the shooter, not to mention the fact she used a handgun instead of the much-scapegoated AR-15, I expect this one will drop down the memory hole fairly quickly. Of special interest to VDare.com readers is her immigration status. The shooter emigrated to the U.S. in 1996 at the age of 17 along with her parents, who let her in. Did anyone else come with them? Have they sponsored any further migration? So far, we don't have answers to those questions. Still, some of the reactions from commentators on Twitter were interesting. One Twitter commentator stated, If you are a MAGA or a 2A enthusiast, I legitimately do not care about your life and well-being, or the lives and well-being of your family. I don't care if you can't defend yourselves against intruders or whatever. I just don't care if you live or die. This is interesting because the commentator in question has a verified account, the ones with the blue checkmark. And verified accounts are partly dependent on ideology. When Twitter introduced new standards regarding verified accounts back in December, the company suggested ideology would be a factor in determining who gets the coveted checkmark. Indeed, the whole reason Twitter changed the standards was because journalists were mad so-called white nationalists had verified accounts, which Twitter regarded as a boost of credibility. Before, the checkmark was simply to indicate whether an account was the actual person or not, or just a parody. Now Twitter is in the position, at least somewhat, of giving a stamp of ideological approval to verified accounts. It's very difficult to imagine a Trump supporter, or Second Amendment supporter, saying anything as vile as the above and still having a verified account, or even an account at all. Indeed, Americans can no longer agree on even the kinds of common-sense things which previously united everyone. For example, even in the horrific school massacre in Florida, there was true heroism. Peter Wang, a student in junior ROTC, died while holding open the door so his classmates could escape. He and two of his fellow cadets were honored with posthumous medals. The U.S. Military Academy at West Point also awarded Wang specifically with a posthumous admission, and he was buried in his cadet uniform. Yet few know this story. Instead, the media has made heroes out of those who advocate taking away the Second Amendment rights of Americans. And this incident has actually, if anything, 
increased criticism of the Junior ROTC program. After all, one of the groups which helps fund ROTC is the National Rifle Association, and the mainstream media is utterly committed to making sure the NRA is held responsible for every shooting of this kind. Of course, I don't think it's really about guns in the end. Journalists aren't really interested in gun violence or reducing the rate of gun violence. After all, if you actually take a look at those homicide rates, it's not white males who are really the problem. It seems that what is really driving the anti-Second Amendment movement is hatred of the type of people who own AR-15s, the people who participate in the American gun culture. That hatred, hatred of whites as such, can be openly expressed without ramifications or shame. And we should never let those who are driven by hatred try to guilt us or lecture us about morality and compassion. They need to take a long look at themselves before they presume to tell us what to believe. I'm Virginia Dare, and we'll talk again soon.